Chapter 20 of Book of the Foundations. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Anne Boulay. Book of the Foundations by St. Teresa of Avila. Translated by the Reverend John Dalton. Chapter 20. I have already mentioned, after having founded the monastery of Salamanca, and that of Alva, and before Salamanca had any house of its own, I was commanded by Father Pedro Fernandez, who was then commissary apostolic, to go for three years to the convent of the Incarnation at Avila, and how, seeing the necessity of the monastery at Salamanca, he commanded me to return there, that the nuns might dwell in a house of their own. Being one day there in prayer, our Lord bade me go and found a house in Segovia. This to me seemed impossible, because I could not go hence without a command, and I knew that Father Pedro Fernandez had no desire that I should found any more. I saw likewise that the three years not yet being finished, during which I had been commanded to remain in the monastery of the Incarnation, he had reason for not wishing any more to be founded. While thinking on this matter, our Lord told me to ask his leave, for he would grant it. He was then at Salamanca, and I wrote to him accordingly, to say that, since he knew that I was under a command of our most reverend Father General, that whenever an opportunity presented itself in any place of founding a monastery, I should not let it slip, and that now a monastery was permitted to be erected by the consent of the city and the bishop that if his reverence allowed me, I would found a monastery. These words I made use of to satisfy my conscience, and I would rest very content and secure with whatever he should command. These were the words I used, more or less, and I told him also I thought he would do God a service thereby. It plainly appeared it was our Lord's pleasure, for immediately the commissary apostolic told me to found a monastery, and gave me a license also, at which I wondered, considering what I knew of him in similar cases. From Salamanca I endeavored to hire a house, for I afterwards learned from the foundations of Toledo and Valladolid, that it was better to look out for a house of their own for them after possession had been taken, and this for many reasons. The principle was, because I had not a farthing to purchase a house, and possession being already taken, our Lord would soon provide for us. I also chose a more convenient situation. There lived here a lady, a widow, who had been the wife of a Mayorazgo. Her name was Doña Ana de Jimena. She once came to see me at Avila, and was a great servant of God, and her vocation had always been to be a nun. When this monastery was erected, she was accordingly admitted with her daughter, who had led a very good life, and for the trouble she had endured, both when married and a widow, our Lord gave her double pleasure in beholding herself now fixed in a religious life. Both mother and daughter had always been very retired, and eminent servants of God. This good lady hired a house for us, and provided us with everything she saw necessary both for the church and ourselves. This I experienced by the little trouble I had myself. But, in order that there might be no foundation without some affliction, besides my going there with a strong fever, want of appetite, and inward afflictions of aridity, and of an extreme darkness of my soul, and likewise many corporeal afflictions, 
the violence of which continues on me for three months, and during the half-year I remained there, I was continually unwell. And besides all these, an event happened which I will now relate. Although I had leave from the city and the bishop, I did not wish to enter the monastery except privately by night, on the vigil of St. Joseph, and the next day being his festival, we set up the most blessed sacrament. It was a long time since I had obtained the license, but living in the monastery of the Incarnation, and having another superior besides our most reverend Father General, I could not found a monastery without his leave. I likewise had the bishop's license, who resided there when the city requested it, only by word of mouth, which he gave to a gentleman named Andres de Jimena, who did not trouble himself about having it in writing, nor did I think it necessary. But I was deceived, for when the vicar came to know that a monastery had been erected there, he hastened to us immediately, in great anger, and forbade mass to be said any more, and threatened to imprison a discalciate friar who offered it that morning, and who had come with Father Juan de Avila, and another servant of God who accompanied me, named Antonio Grayton. This was a gentleman of Alva whom our Lord had called, after having for many years been immersed in worldly affairs, which he trampled underfoot to such a degree, that he thought of nothing but how he could best serve God. Because mention will be made of him in the foundations that follow, having greatly assisted me and labored much, I only wish to mention who he is, for should I relate his virtues I should not end so soon. The virtue which promoted our cause the most was, his being so mortified, that there was never a servant who came with us that took so much trouble, where necessary, as he did. He is a man of great prayer, and our Lord has shown him so many favors, that what to others appears repugnant, delights him, and appears easy. And so are all the labors endured in these foundations, for it clearly appears that God chooses both him and Father Julian de Avila for this object, though Father Julian assisted at the first foundation. On account of such company, I believe our Lord made everything prosper with me. Their discourse along the roads was always on God, instructing those who came with us, or whom we met, and thus in all ways they continue to serve His Divine Majesty. It is proper, my daughters, that when you read these foundations, you should know how much we are indebted to them, having without any self-interest, labored so much for the blessings you now enjoy in these monasteries, that so you may recommend them to God, and they may derive some advantage from your prayers. And certainly, if you knew the tedious days and nights they endured, and their difficulties in traveling, you would do this kind office very willingly. The vicar would not leave our church without placing an officer at the gate. I know not for what purpose. He somewhat frightened those who were sent. After possession had been taken, nothing troubled me that afterwards happened. All my fears were before. I sent for certain individuals, relations to one of my companions, and who were the principal persons in the town, that they might speak to the vicar, and tell him that I had the bishop's license. He knew this very well, as he afterwards acknowledged, but he wished we should have given him an account of ourselves, and I believe that if we had, it would have been worse for us. At length, they made this agreement with him, that he would approve of the monastery, but that the most blessed sacrament should not be kept there. This did not trouble us much, and here we continued some months till a house was purchased, 
and with it we purchased also several lawsuits for we had a long debate with some franciscan fathers about a house which was bought near them and another which the fathers de la merced and with the chapter who had a rent upon it o oh, jesus how troublesome it is to contend with many opinions when the contest seemed quite finished it began again because our giving them what they asked was not sufficient for immediately some other difficulty arose which in the relation seems to be nothing but in the enduring it was severe the nephew of the bishop did all he could for us being both prior and canon of that church and a licentiate named herrera a great servant of god also assisted us at last by giving the chapter a good sum of money an arrangement was made but we were still disputing with the fathers de la merced so that in going to the new house we had to pass very secretly but when they saw us there we went a day or two before michaelmas they thought it better to compound with us for money the greatest affliction these obstructions gave me was that i wanted not above seven or eight days before completing the three years of my office as prioress in the monastery of the incarnation and at the end of this term i was obliged to be there our lord was pleased however that all things should be so well arranged that no difference remained and two or three days after i went to the monastery of the incarnation may his holy name be for ever blessed who has continually bestowed on me so many favors and may all his creatures praise him amen end of chapter twenty